Welcome to the Genasi Ranch podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Genasi. Thank you for joining me. I created this podcast to learn from people who are reimagining the way we work, live, and eat. Today, I'm joined by Raymond Irwin, the Chief Champagne Officer at Fizz Champagne and Bubbles Bar, located in California's capital city of Sacramento. When the pandemic struck, Raymond, like so many entrepreneurs, had to reimagine and adapt his business. In this episode, we explore how Fizz was able to uniquely pivot and launch worldwide. So welcome, Raymond. Thanks so much for Thank joining. You. Really appreciate it. It's great to have you on. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like one of those things in the COVID world we, we live in of having Zoom and virtual <laughs> virtual gatherings these days. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, still still gives us reason to come together and pop a bottle or two, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Raymond, from our past conversations and reviewing your bio, you really have a fascinating background. You've lived and traveled to many destinations across the globe. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about how your, your background and really what led you to Open Fizz. Yeah, well, I definitely have a, a wild background. You know, I never planned on popping bottles for a living. I couldn't think of anything else I'd rather do now, but it was never the goal. Uh, from the time I was about 10 years old until I was 21, I wanted to be a famous opera singer. I wanted to be singing all over the world, living out of a suitcase, being known, you know, singing at La Scala, singing at the Met, singing at Covent Garden. That was my dream. I love singing still today. I don't do it as often, but um, so I, I started out singing and I went to conservatory. I studied voice. I studied classical music. I studied opera. I studied languages that you use for them, French, German, Italian, all of that fun stuff. Um, and, you know, I was invited to go sing at different festivals in Europe, which I did. And it was a lot of fun, but to be honest, I kind of fell out of love with it. You know, it's it's a very romantic idea of just traveling in a suitcase going everywhere. But I'm a very social person, as I know you know, and you are as well. And it just got so... Um, <laughs> just you know in this your own little bubble right and like right, right. so so isolating and I just wasn't enjoying it I mean I remember one festival I was singing at in Siena in, in Italy and we I was there for 31 days we had two days off the rest of the days you were going from like 8 a.m until midnight I mean literally concerts would not finish until midnight or one in the morning it was insane oh and God. um so I just kind of got burnt out from that and I thought well what the am I going to do next? And um, I loved marketing. I'm good at marketing and PR. I ended up working with Sacramento Philharmonic and Opera, oversaw all of their marketing communications for about three years, um, and, and also had a stint in insurance, oversaw a huge book of workers' comp insurance and, and PR there. And um, yeah, so a lot of different things, right? But there was this one moment when I was in Chicago coming back from something, and I'd never been. And like any millennial, I'm on Yelp finding a place to grab a drink. And this champagne bar called Pops pops up. This is 2013. And I was like, man, a champagne bar. I've never heard of that. That sounds cool. That's unique. So I go and I walk in and I was mesmerized. I was transfixed and I was, it was like a light went on. And my marketing background is looking at, wow, they have every demo. They have every age group. Everyone's drinking multiple glasses, bottles. Everybody's happy, right? Like it was just right. this joy in the room. It was infectious. And 
I didn't have much money then. So I'm like getting half glasses of, of probably the cheapest stuff that I probably wouldn't even drink now, to be completely honest. And, <laughs> and just staying there for hours, just soaking it in and loving the vibe, loving the feel. So after that, I came back and I'm doing all this other stuff in the middle, right? But so after that, whenever I went out to eat or drink, all I would ever get to drink would be fizz, would be sparkling wine. I would never get anything else. I wouldn't get a beer, I wouldn't get wine, I wouldn't get a cocktail, fizz, always, fizz focus right. after that. Right, right. And started kind of converting people. I got these champagne devotees, which was great. <laughs> and through this whole time, I'm now thinking, man, how cool would it be to be part of a champagne bar? Maybe bring one to Sacramento too. Maybe I could help manage a champagne bar too. Maybe I could be a partner in a champagne bar too. Uh, maybe I should just open a champagne bar. And I had worked in hospitality in Cleveland where I went to, to school in college um, for three years under a great advanced song, great GM, great restaurateur. So I learned a lot about hospitality and what good hospitality looked like. So I felt good with that. So it didn't feel like it was so out of the blue. Did I know that much about champagne? No, but I knew I loved it. And, and you always, I think I really strongly believe that you, if you're getting to business in anything, you got to start with something you love. If you're not following something you love, it's never going to grow. It's never going to explode, you know? Um, and so anyway, I was just kind of puttering about doing every, you know, my day job, whatever. And I kept thinking about fizz. I kept being like, yeah, it'd be really cool to open fizz. Um, and then one of my good friends, Amanda Blackwood, who's the uh, president of the Sacramento Metro Chamber. This was before she was president. We would get to, we would get together all the time and have coffee at Old Soul in the Alley. So a big right. throw out, you know, shout out to Old Soul in the Alley. Tim, hope you're listening. Follow the podcast. Um, I was in there and we were, we were in there one week. It was in July. I think this was July 2017 or tw no, 2015, I think. And I was with Amanda and, and I'm like, yeah, I really just love this idea, but I don't know, I don't know. She said, Raymond James, you talk about fizz all the time, stop talking about it and do it. Do it. <laughs> and it was like another light bulb. And I was like, you're right. Why aren't I just doing it? <laughs> right. I'm not going to do it. And, um, you know, my faith is a huge part of my life, my journey, my business. And so I honestly, just after I decided I was going to do it and I want to do it, I prayed about it and was like, okay, God, are you wanting this to happen for me? Are you wanting this to, are you giving me permission to do this? And I didn't make a move. And I just waited and waited and waited on him. And then finally, after three months of doing nothing, except doing what I was doing, every door shut, but fizz, everything I was currently doing, everything else I could have done, everything. Shut. I'm like, okay, God, let's do it. And so let's pop bobs together. And so then I looked up flights to champagne and I literally booked a flight that day for three weeks later. And I spent a month in champagne. Wow. Like door to door, I was a door to door salesman in champagne, basically being like, hey, can you teach me, teach me, teach me, wanting to learn, wanting to discover. And that's what I was doing. I mean, I was just going door to door to champagne houses that I was researching that was, you know, prestigious, smaller producers and really learning because I think where a lot of Psalms can get caught up in and I don't. I don't follow a lot of the rule book of a lot of Psalms. And I think that it can be very dry. It's kind of heartless. It's like, well, let me show you all this knowledge I know, but have they been to the region? Have they like experienced it? Like how much do you really know? And I fully believe you don't know as much until you're there. You like, you can talk about Italy all day long, but until you go to Italy, you can't, you don't really experience Italy, right? It's, it's right. travel is right. huge. It opens up so many doors. And um, so anyway, I went to, I went to Champagne, spent a month there. And it was an absolutely 
incredible experience. When I came back, I, I understood champagne. I got it. I understood how they did it. I got the soils, the terroir, the this, the that. And so then I started getting investors. I started getting an attorney, you know, I mean, just looking for places. I mean, it just was boom, 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 boom. So from that time of a meeting with Amanda Blackwood uh, to Fizz actually opening, it was two and a half years. So wow. pretty amazing yeah wow. so that's that's the journey i know it was a little long-winded no, so I, no 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 that's so fascinating it's it's one of those things it's uh you know i've been doing a lot of reading on the like the the one thing where it talks about if there's one thing that you can do that would knock down the other dominoes to make yeah. make the the dream and the goal possible you know it's kind of like i i tend to be that sometimes myself of like doing a lot more planning and yeah. sometimes you just gotta do you just gotta jump you gotta jump right like you can you can write down all the things here right. and there and there but until you jump you don't yeah. know and exactly. it's a huge leap it's huge leap of faith but that's also where i think like not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur not everyone's meant to you know start their own business because there is a lot of risk to it there is you know that fear and sometimes you know personalities just are never able to overcome that right and right. for me and why i recommend you know anyone listening watching if you have a business idea if you have something that you're passionate about and you want to do do it now do it when you're young do it when you're our age you know i right. have i have no no kids i have no wife i have no family that i have to worry about you know i financially it, it's it's i could start over right, right easily right. compared to having the whole life you know the like picket fence all of that where then it's a lot harder to then go for it right you have more more commitments in the future yeah. makes being an entrepreneur you know the your risk tolerance yeah. much more higher. higher yeah doing that yeah. that's great it was Raymond. It was really interesting hearing you talk about faith being an integral part of you know who you are and who Fizz is. And I know you wear many hats, not only as the chief champagne officer at Fizz, but you really also serve your community as a director on the local parks and recs district. Yeah. Uh, you know, you give back through the local homeless assistance resource team, and I know you're really involved in your local faith community. Uh, mm -hmm. What role and how does faith and service to others? not only factor into your work at Fizz, but yeah. most importantly in your, in your personal life. Yeah. You know, um, we live in such a crazy world, right? And I think, if, <laughs> I think even more recent events have just shown how crazy our world is and honestly how broken it is. Um, and I think that really everyone needs something at their core that drives them that, that they can go to that sustains them. And, you know, like I said, for me, my, my faith is everything and it does that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a very strong, proud Christian and, um, really recommend it. Jesus is very cool. And, um, you know, it's just been, I've kind of, you know, I used to be be a Christian where my faith didn't really lead my life. It was kind of like a corner pocket where I would like reach out for it when I needed it, but it didn't really drive my life. And when I finally let God honestly take the wheel, for me, everything changed as far as like my strength, my conviction, what I felt confident to do, um, worries, all of that. And it just became a thing where, you know, I want my faith to be evident in what I do and in service and, you know, and in, in my, in my religion service, being a servant, servant leadership is is paramount, and it's what I try to do in everything I do. I'm very active in my church. I've been a founding member of the Young Professionals at Bayside, a core team leader. I lead a small group of young professional 
Christians um, on Monday nights, and you know, it's it's great to see people who maybe even aren't you know don't have a faith, but they're 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 interested in wanting to you know discover more, and they come, and you know, it's really cool. It's just a great time to get together and meet other young professionals, right? And so I just try to do everything with a servant lens, like honestly, what would Jesus do? How can I be Jesus in the community? And even as like for me a Christian, how can I be Jesus? owning a bar, right? Like, how can I do that? And, and I love the opportunity of getting to meet all types of people. I just am very much driven by loving, helping the community in every way, being a champion for, for social justice, being a champion for, for those who don't have a voice. I think it's, it's very important to who I am. It's very important to my faith. And I think it's important for a good society to function well. Absolutely. And I've, you know, definitely I've noticed that with, you know, observing you just on the day to day, you know, and obviously you're working through Fizz of just how very welcoming, very inclusive in every everything you do. And you definitely have a, a very, a servant's heart is very apparent. Thank you. Uh, well, it's like, you know, when everything happened with, with George Floyd, I'm just like terrible things. And I think we all had to kind of do a check-in on us on where we were and, you know, what, what, where we've been on all these issues. And I did a huge inventory on myself and realized I had a lot to work on. And, um, you know, but for me, it was important that Fizz also showed that we supported our brothers and sisters, right? It was very important that, you know, Fizz showed that, you know, Black lives do matter. And when, when the NAACP did a big march starting at Golden One, Fizz was out there giving out water bottles, giving out snacks, giving out masks, giving out sunscreen. The majority of our investors are women of color, that's the majority of our investors, to be honest. This is very multicultural. And, you know, we do want to be a place where we're supporting our community and being welcoming and happy and joyous and a place where you can celebrate the everyday and be celebrated. Absolutely. And, as, you know, especially the times we find ourselves in, you know, I think yep. compassion, empathy, yep. really, you know, and, and obviously for on the entrepreneurial front as well, too, of like companies, businesses having a more being socially mission driven. Yeah. Um, yeah. As well, and, and that being apparent, not only through their business, but in their, their personal life as well, too. So, well, and I like to think of it that, you know, it's just like there, there's so many levels to business as far as success. Like, wh- how is this successful? Right. And I think a lot of the times owners, unfortunately, they let their egos go wild and they make it all about them, that their business is successful because of them. But usually it's all of the chain of people below, right? And right. and if it's successful because of our staff, which we, I mean, we did inclusive inclusivity training um, and bias training even before Fizz opened. I mean, that was a big segment I did with my staff. Wow. Um, but you know, so we have we have the staff, but then we have the 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 consumer, the guest, right? The community. So right. if we're not supporting the community, why should I expect the community would support us with their money? You know. Right. So it's all about trying to take this this eco approach and this macro approach to how we run our business and, and how we deem success. Totally. That's, that's so great to hear. I was kind of wondering, you know, with like many brick and mortar businesses and industries right now, you've had to really creatively pivot and adapt your business due to COVID. And I'm really curious to learn more about how you've changed your operations. Mm-hmm. And if you could share a little bit about, you know, I've, I've seen that you're virtually and socially distanced events. Yeah, the delivery service that you rolled out last year, along Mm -hmm. with, you know, if and what parts of these changes from 2020 and COVID do you see remaining in a COVID world? I fully believe in 
being a forward thinking business owner. And I don't mean that with any ego, you know, I take it again from my Christian faith. God is always wanting us to look forward, not backwards. It's always about what's coming next, next, forward, forward. So I take that really literally and I take pivoting very seriously and I don't question it. Right. There were um, a couple other champagne bars. There's not many of us, mind you, in the country, but there are a couple others in Northern California, some that have been there for a lot longer than me and have been just celebrated, very, very celebrated. And they've done some really great things but they've all closed. I mean, shuttered their doors through this whole period, like done. And they opened a location on the, on the, on the East coast in New York, shuttered their doors done. And, you know, I look at what we did and why I think we've been fortunate to still be here and why God's allowed it. And at the end of the day, we didn't put our heads in the sand. None of my staff, none of us did, you know, we saw, okay, what next? What now? Pivot, pivot. And our pivots have had pivots and the pivots, pivots have had pivots, right? It's constantly pivoting and you're not afraid to, right? You just got to jump and just go and lean into it, right? I mean, if you feel that your business is supposed to be here, don't just wait in the sand and be like, well, you know, we'll wait till it comes back. I really believe take the approach, you know, anybody who has a business right now that they're kind of like struggling to kind of jump off the board while I look forward and hope for things to get back to an assemblance of what it was before, I have no promises in that. I don't think any of us should, right? I think it's like, I think of my brick and mortar business that it may never come back. And I don't look for it to come back. So now thinking that it may not come back, what am I doing to stay in the game? And so one of the big things was immediately when COVID hit in March 17th, when we were forced to shut down, um, you know, I went to a little bit more of a unique approach. You know, I've always had a champagne club, which is also very unique. We're the only champagne bar in the country to have a club. We're really the only true champagne club in the country, fizzchampagneclub.com. Please check us out. And so I was already doing outside bar stuff, but now I was really focusing online sales online, online selling, online deals, more retail, right? Which also restaurants really weren't doing, bars really weren't doing. I mean, no one really started even doing that until July, maybe. We were doing that March 18th. Um, Not only that, that first day before infrastructure was even in place for it, I had contacted Grubhub, um, Uber Eats, DoorDash, and I think a fourth one, like that day to say, let's get hooked up. Let's start building it again. Like we're not just waiting. We're not hoping we're going, we're moving. And so, you know, did all of that. And then, um, that was very successful. We were selling out of all of our products, which was good. So we weren't, you know, having quote unquote, you know, debts of, of heavy stock. Um, but then it's like, okay, well, what next? What's next? So then I thought, okay, virtual tastings, right? Bring the fizz master, bring the chief champagne officer into your home, bring the fizz experience into your home. And so, you know, I've, I've been working with an incredible, incredible graphic designer, really, really incredible, and um, created Fizz Beyond the Bubbles. So it's, again, taking the virtual tasting experience, ta- taking that into your home, right? And so we have really cool packages, and we um, have tailored for both businesses, nonprofits, as well as individuals, and then as well as, you know, groups of people, right? Like, it's really, really cool. So we have all these different options for you to stay in contact with your friends, host a virtual fizz party you know we do the zoom we it's so cool we send out the bottles i write custom tasting notes for everything you get sent to you and i lead it so that's been really successful you know i really saw fizz as the answer to how to have a christmas party in the age of covid how to host your holiday party how to have your holiday get together in the age of covid 
fizz beyond the bubbles was the answer. And so we saw a lot of great success with that, you know, because like, you know, we discussed fizz is such a community partner and we do donate to a lot of nonprofits. We do a lot of donations of bottles for different events. So, you know, because of that, we've, we connect with the community. So we've been a resource then for them as well to, to do these types of things. So it's been great hosting them with lots of different companies and individuals, and we can ship to 48 states. That was a big thing I worked on in COVID was how can we work to ship to as many states as possible. Previously, we could only ship to the West Coast. Now we can do 48 states. Sadly, Utah and Kentucky will have to wait. But the rest of the continental United States we can ship to. So that also, like most restaurants, most bars, they can't do that. They aren't doing that. So we were like, again, how can we get it in their house? People are in their homes. How can we get to them? So, you know, those have been some really cool things that we're doing. And, and I don't see us stopping. I mean, I've gotten requests. I've gotten five requests this week for virtual tastings wow. already, you know, and, you, and I'm working on these uh, globally, nationally, regionally that this at the moment, most have been regionally. Um, but what's cool is we've worked with some companies in the Bay who have employees nationally. Right. So what they like about it is that we can host a virtual tasting where, you know, before some people may not be able to get the bottles because restrictions. But now we can send out to all their employees across the country and everybody gets to be in on the fun, the education and, and the happy hour. Right. I, I love hearing that, Raymond. It's like definitely one of those things where I think that pivoting, like you said, it may, you know, hopefully there is some sense of return to quote unquote normalcy. But at the end of the day, world's constantly changing yep. you know, and, and the ability to stay in front of the wave of, of the change and innovation, I feel like in this day and age is so many people and businesses have had to pivot. You know, I think to, to stay relevant, to stay thriving, you have to to make those pivots. So it's it's awesome to hear with the the fizz beyond the bubbles. I, I love that concept. Yeah. It's interesting too of how the the landscape on the you know when in a post-COVID world of how really technology in a virtual space can yeah. reach a much larger audience. Yep. Um, well, you know, with, and, you know, like in a hybrid, hybrid version. Well, and what's really cool is, you know, I believe when you're navigating different concepts and ideas in your business and pivoting, especially technologically, everything should support everything else, right? Like I believe every business stream should support the others. And so what's really cool, you know, you go to, you go to fizzandsack.com, you go to fizzchampagneclub.com and you want to book a tasting literally at your fingertips. You choose the date, you choose the time you pay. You're then sent a zoom link already. I'm then sent a zoom link saying, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith has have chosen at this time. And it's just so golden. It's so easy, but doing the virtual tastings also supports the club because now they're getting amazing bottles. They're tasting them. They like them. I get to talk about the club and they're like, wow, well, this has been amazing. We should probably join the club. So it supports that. Oh. And then if you're going to be in Sacramento, come to Fizz. Oh, and if you're a club member in Sacramento, enjoy all these perks. Right. right. So I really believe all of the streams, all they all need to support each other, you know, be creative, be innovative, but make sure at the end of the day that they're all supporting and helping the others. Totally. And I think it's, it's fascinating too, of, you know, really where that, to the next step of like really embracing that, you know, there's a social mission as well behind, yeah. behind Fizz and supporting yeah. this, you know, that it no longer, you know, is necessarily always locally and regionally. It now right. is, is worldwide. 
Right. Well, and you know, this year we're also really focused on, we call it PhysU, Phys University, and we're really focused on providing educational experiences as well. Um, so another kind of innovative thing and, and really from my relationships that I've made um, have been to get winemakers, champagne makers uh, from all over the world to wow. do live virtual tastings with us. And they're so generous, right? I mean, we just had Canard Duchenne, which is a very big, famous champagne house, 152 year old champagne house. We just had their chief winemaker on live with us. I mean, God bless him. It was nine o'clock when he's starting the tasting and it's noon for us, right? And so we keep doing those, you know, talking about different things. With him, we talked about organic champagne. What does it take to make an organic champagne and make an organic wine? What is it all about, you know, and, and how it relates to some of their organic champagne. So we're constantly doing that, you know, special club champagne, all these different things. And I think that just, again, it's an added benefit. It's an added thing that tech has given us, right? To be able to be with a winemaker live, right? Like that just before, before COVID, that wasn't happening that wasn't really a thing nobody would right. even give second thought to that right it just kind of it opens up now globally you can have somebody from exactly. the globe who's exactly who's leading a, a fizz tasting <laughs> exactly exactly that's a that's a great segue too because i was wanting to really uh kind of explore for champagne amateurs and sparkling wine amateurs out there like myself uh, what are some really some key things to keep in mind uh, while determining which champagne which to select that kind of provide a little bit of a fizz 101, I yeah. guess. For, for physonomics, we call it. Physonomics. <laughs> yeah, physonomics 101. Um, well, <laughs> the world of fizz is huge and it's amazing. It's wonderful. And I tell you, when you get sucked in, you, it doesn't leave you. And I really believe the, time, the first time you have a really great bottle of fizz, it really will change your life. Um, you know, when you're looking at champagne, the big thing to note is on the label, you're going to note, it's going to tell you how sweet the bottle is. It'll say something like extra dry, dry, brute, extra brute, brute zero. So remember that. Never get anything that doesn't have the word brute in it. Brute is key. A lot of people thought that brute denoted quality. Brute has nothing to do with quality. It has to do with how much sugar is in the bottle. And the thing is why I think, and from what I've heard from testimonials, why so many people don't end up really liking fizz, they're like, meh, it's okay, is because they had it at weddings um, and, or they've like mimosa it out, right? Usually right. a lot of times, a lot right. of weddings, fortunately choose inexpensive, usually sweeter options, gonna give you headaches, won't be good. Or mimosas, again, inexpensive, usually sweeter, and then mixing that with even sweeter juice, right? That's gonna give you just a headache. Too much sugar, basically, is the point. So higher quality champagnes will have lower sugar. So I recommend nothing, nothing um, sweeter than a brute. Brute, extra brute, that's your sweet spot. Go for brute, go for extra brute. Um, then there's like three characteristics I say when choosing a champagne. So ask like a wine steward or if you're at a wine shop or you know, Bevmo, whatever, or Fizz. We do sell bottles to go, of course, and we can ship to 48 states. Um, but do you like it more toasty? Do you like a more toasty flavor profile? Do you like it more minerally kind of thing? You know, that saline, you know, oyster shell, that kind of thing, a little salty? Um, or do you like it really fruity? You know, though fruity doesn't mean sweet. It just means you're getting a lot more fruit. So I like to say, do you like it um, fruity, mineral driven, or toasty? Um, those are really the notes to ask about and decide for yourself. And maybe if you don't know, ask for a bottle of each, try one of each and, and decide. Um, there's no right or wrong reason. You know, I'm big on the fact that your taste buds are different than others and mine and yours, they're all different. So right. you might not like something someone else likes. 
doesn't matter. That's fine. There's no issue with that. Um, but the thing is you want quality. I'm a big believer in grower champagnes. What a grower champagne is, is basically think of a, an estate wine. They own all of the vines themselves. They tend to it all themselves. They're in control of every step of the process in the vineyard, everything that goes on there in the cellars to selling it. Right. So it's, it's usually a very sustainable method. It's usually the most sustainable, most sustainable in the wine world. And most of the time they're using, you know, really uh, good practices as far as very low herbicides, low pesticides, if any, um, and you're going to get the best quality and the best bang for your buck. So on the bottle, you'll see RM somewhere on there. That means in French, which means a grower champagne, grower made. So always recommend grower champagne, great bang for the buck. Um, you know, a grand mark, those are great too, and they serve a purpose. But as far as getting to taste like terroir, you know, terroir driven, place driven, you know, really site specific, grower champagnes are the way to go. Um, an example of a grand mark, so everybody knows what the difference would be, would be like Moet or Veuve Clicquot, you know, really large houses that um, are making, you know, 120, 200 million bottles a year, right? Like very large compared to these growers that it's all artisanship, right? And they're making maybe 6,000 bottles a year. What is uh, some of the criteria for, you know, what bottles you feature at Fizz? That kind yeah. of goes into that process of determining mm -hmm. which, which ones make the cut. So what's really cool is that um, I obviously I believe in the beverage wholeheartedly. And so nothing I sell at Fizz, I would not drink myself. I'm very big on that. I'm very big on quality always, uncompromisingly so. So everything at Fizz, I would drink. Everything at Fizz is quality, no matter the price, which... I, I've never heard another bar or restaurateur ever say that. I've never heard that. But I fully believe that that is crucial to what we do. So um, you're guaranteed quality. Um, you know, and so my big thing is taste profile, um, price, story of the winery. What are they doing? What makes them unique? What makes them boutique? Which is, you know, how I choose for the club. Our club, you get two amazing, unique and boutique bottles that we don't even sell to the general public at Fizz, wow. you know, wow. just, just to you. And I do that every month and they're really incredible. Um, so that's even a, 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 like another 20 check marks for, for those bottles. But, you know, for Fizz, it's always about finding unique bottles. And we recently just got a really cool one called black girl magic from mcbride sisters and the mcbride sisters uh -huh. are it's amazing they're real life parent trap oh. one grew up making wine in in monterey one grew up making wine in marlborough new zealand wow. had no idea about the other and then <laughs> met i think about 10 years ago found out they were twins they were sisters wow. and now they make wine together and you know wow. they're two incredible women of color so we love supporting that we love their story it's unique uh, it's different and the wine is great quality. So those are like factors that would go into me selecting it. And so it's now available by the glass because I wanted as many people to get to taste it, support that and, you know, become a fan. That's so awesome. That's, I love that yeah. story too of like just the literally globally. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it was, it's insane. Their story is insane. So I'm really hoping to do a, a, a tasting, a virtual tasting with them or in-person tasting. They kind of go back and forth, California and New Zealand soon. So that'll be a lot of fun. That's great. That's great. You kind of out, outlined as, you know, some things there, Raymond, uh, but I was curious of kind of where you see future vision for Fizz. Yeah. And, uh, really, what's your why of, yeah. of why you do what you do? Um, you know, Fizz, <laughs> Fizz is driven. Fizz has, has big plans and um, big dreams and aspirations, you know. 
my goal is to open up 10 fizzes in the next 10 years. Wow. So, um, and, and I believe for that, I, I think it's going to happen. I feel confident in that. Um, you know, I have several locations that I'm looking at in California, um, several around the country. In fact, uh, we're looking in Texas, we're looking in Georgia, we're looking in North Carolina. Um, I think I see massive success for Fizz because nobody does what we do and nobody does it as well as we do. So I see that, um, the club I want to be, to be known nationally. So right now we're really trying to focus it's heavy on California, but we do promote nationally as well. So we, we want people to know, join the club. It's the best champagne club. It's really the only champagne club and it's guaranteed quality, you know, and a, and a great price. So right now though, we're hammering hard. We're at 300 club members right now in, right. in, in and that's really just in, in the Sacramento area. And then some in SoCal NorCal, but we're now hammering California. Um, so that's, that's our focus now. And then get the club even in more states just so my goal is to have 500 club members um in the next year that's really my goal at the end of 2021 to have 500 and so really explode that um we are starting to do fizz trips right so we're taking people to champagne oh, and we're starting, love it's it. amazing love it. so we had the most incredible trip planned for this past July, right? And of course, it's been postponed. So we're looking at now the fall. But, you know, we're starting with our club. So it's only open to club members. And it's like a huge waiting list of our club because, you know, I we we include your flights, your hotels, every tasting at all these incredible wineries that you would never get tastings in, cultural events, three-star Michelin, you know, restaurant meals. Like, it's pretty insanely amazing. All led it. by me. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So eventually I want to make I want to make those bigger. I want to grow that. Um, you know, I'd like to see Fizz myself lead a show, I don't know, on Discovery, Netflix, of me going around the world to different sparkling wine regions and talking about them, teaching about them, making a lot of fun. Um, and then um getting a place in Paris where we do where we have like champagne tastings in Paris it doesn't exist right now, by the way. There's no place you can go for like champagne tastings and make it more of an educational thing. Cater more to tourists around the world, especially to Americans though. Right. Um, and then be, and then get them to join the club. Oh, you're you are in the States. Well, guess what? We have a club for you. You love this great. Oh, you want to go to Champagne region now? Oh, we have a place in Champagne. We can do champagne tours. So it's right. this whole big it's 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 a big thing. And then um yeah. And after we have three brick and mortar locations, my plan is to do fizz imports. So again, I've made amazing relationships with growers in Champagne that have no representation and I've been working hard to get them importers. But when you're not the importer, it's hard. Right. So the goal is to then after I have three locations, import, direct import to fizz, sell to fizz, um, you know, have exclusive contracts with that. So it's really just a win-win. So there's a lot of different things um, to do. And for me, my why um, is I just, I feel called and, and I feel called to do this. I feel called to lead in the business world. I feel called to innovate in the wine world, the champagne world. I, you know, I like to say I'm fighting cocktail conformity, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm really trying to create this champagne and sparkling wine revolution, you know, and, and it takes a village to do that. So that's what I'm just doing one person at a time. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's my passion. I, I drink champagne every day because it's really every day is a celebration that we have here, right? We're blessed. God's given us today. We don't know if we have tomorrow. So we celebrate today. And and that's that's the why. Celebrate every day and champagne does that. I love it. I love it. It's it's so awesome to hear just how how innovative you're, you know, when you talk about pivoting, 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 pivoting. Yeah. It's just so awesome to see like the the possibilities really are endless there. Yeah, they really I are. I love how you're like attaching travel mm -hmm. to 
to Champagne as well too. And having kind of the cultural exchange and also like gathering of people and yep. like ideas. Um, well, and again, what's what's cool is I feel so confident that I can do that because I'm, you know, I've been to the Champagne region five times now. You know, I mean, I go every year. I was supposed to go three times past year, but of course, COVID paused that. But so, I mean, I know the area intimately. I've been all over the world for sparkling wine, South Africa, Spain. Um, I mean, all over, really. And the goal is that we'll do trips everywhere. The goal is that we'll just keep expanding, keep expanding. Um, you know, I mean, when when it's New Year's Eve. On good on Good Morning America, my goal is to be the guy that goes on and tells people what to drink that night. Here, you know I mean? here, here! You heard it here, folks. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Well, <laughs> very <see>. true. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Call me. <laughs> Give you my number, direct line. <laughs> Mark this moment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it, Raymond. So, Raymond, how can people learn more about you and and support yeah. Fizz and? And your endeavors. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, please, if you are in the region of Sacramento, come down to Fizz. We're located in Doco, downtown Commons, right next to the arena, um, Sacramento Kings Arena. We validate parking. So, you know, parking really isn't an issue. Come down, experience us in person or experience Fizz in your home. Go to uh, fizzandsack.com. Go to virtual tastings, Fizz Beyond the Bubbles. Schedule tasting with me. That's the other cool thing. You get to taste with me. I will get to lead you through it. We choose the Fizz together. It's a lot of fun. Really puts it in your hands. And I believe you'll become a champagne expert at Fizz Sommelier um, afterwards. And then honestly, join the club. If you're interested in learning more, discovering more, developing more of a taste for good quality Fizz, our club's amazing. 99 bucks, two bottles every other month. All these perks that if you go to fizzchampagneclub.com you'll learn about all the perks they're endless um and a lot of great access and you can even do a trial off for 49 bucks get one bottle all the perks try it out i really believe you won't find better quality you won't find a better price these are bottles that usually you can't get anywhere else they're very exclusive bottles um so yeah there's a lot fizzandsack.com fizzchampagneclub.com plan a social distance happy hour plan something with us shoot us an email. If you have a, if you have an anniversary coming up, we love doing that. If you have a special, um, you know, date you want or a year, I love, I love doing 21st birthdays for years, right? I'll help you find a great bottle. Call us. So love it. Something, something for everybody to, to get involved. Well, thanks so much, Raymond, for, for joining uh, the podcast today. I really appreciate it. It's, It's great talking with you. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Angelo. And and we'll, once COVID, we'll, we'll have to pop some bottles together. Once we're I'm out. in. I'm in, Raymond. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Genasi Ranch Podcast. I hope you will join me in this journey as I continue to speak with people who are reimagining the way we work, live, and eat. Please subscribe and share with your community.